Once again, to the Organic Football Podcast. Hey, man, it's Tuesday night, and we just got to enjoy some Tuesday night football. The uh, NFL is shifting around the schedule, trying to adjust for multiple COVID outbreaks on multiple teams. Uh, You know, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm sure you guys already knew all about it. So we're just like you guys out there. We're trying to cope. We're trying to adjust to it. And here we are recording on Tuesday night as now week five is officially complete. And the Tennessee Titans improved to 4-0. and And, uh, you know, they took down the Bills and they beat them pretty handily. So that was a nice win for that squad. But let me go ahead and introduce my co-host. I haven't seen them for like a whole week. And, you know, they uh, filled in admirably while I was gone. Uh, going to the top of a mountain where there's only 14% oxygen instead of 21%. So... It's a little hard to breathe, but I'm back, and I can breathe much better now that I'm back down in AZ in Phoenix. So, anyways, I'm going to throw it over to you guys. Uh, Rich, check in over there, man. How's it going? Uh, how's your fantasy week? And did you enjoy the last episode uh, when it was just you and Brad, bro? No, man, we missed you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Brad Brad filled in quite admirably as, as the main hoster guy, and uh, it was a decent episode. I, I felt we... We missed your insight, though. We missed your your lead-ins. We missed your jokes. <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. It's a better vibe. I think the three-headed monster is, is, is better for us, and we attack and, and take care of things, man. But, no, I'm excited to be here. Definitely weird being here on a Tuesday, watching Tuesday football. I thought that was yeah. quite strange to, like, literally sit down and be like, all right, it is a Tuesday, and I am turning on NFL football right now. It's just a strange occurrence. Time is a relative thing. And also, time is a flat circle. It all comes around. Mm. <laughs> is it Monday or is it Tuesday? Uh, does it even matter? <laughs> We're getting deep right out the gate. I like it. <laughs> well, I've already cracked into my new new weed, and let me tell you, it's nice. <laughs> hey, so did I. Well, I didn't, I didn't get new weed, but I cracked into my weed, that's for sure. But you asked me how my fantasy week was, Mark. And yeah. I think you know I've lost for a second straight week, and I am now three and two. Um, so a little discouraging. Uh, tough week with like the COVID nonsense, and uh, my pe- my team still put up some decent points, but uh, a little disappointing. So I will let you guys in on a little secret. I went ahead and killed one of these hundred milligram sodas about an hour and a half ago, actually. <laughs> And I've been getting sewn on my vape, so I'm going to let you guys pull a little weight today, and maybe my analysis might be a little toned back, and uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy, try to relax, do a little more of the relaxing side of things, and take it easy tonight. Well, I like that idea, man. Uh, the only problem is, you know, once again, I only watched like one game on Sunday, but that's all right. I'll just guess. I watched all my tape. I still watched all my tape. So. You know, Mark, we're going to do something. You know what? We want you to watch more games. So next week, you're going to watch three games. All right. You know, you're going to step it up. We're just going to baby step it. He was on vacation this week, so. (laughs) 
No, I'm just kidding. I did get to see a lot of football action, man. And there's a lot of stuff to go over when we get into it for sure. And and there you can watch the condensed versions too. That's true. I need to get on that. I told you, uh, you can definitely have my NFL Game Pass login. I want you guys to have it so you can have it. So you have them. What's that Game Pass number so I can have it right now? <laughs> You're going to include your uh, credit card number and uh, that little three-digit code on the back. You can't forget about that. I need that, too. Oh, yeah. What yeah. zip code do you live in? <laughs> Just curious. It's uh, fucking hilarious. What was your mother's maiden name? I, I, I don't know. That's that's a weird thing. I don't know. I just always ask that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, who was your sixth grade teacher? <laughs> Whatever it says. All those different questions that you can choose. What was your first vehicle, make and model? What was your high school mascot? Uh, Round Lake Panthers, Round Lake, Illinois. That's right, folks. <laughs> Shy town Brad. Oh, boy. All right, let's do some football, yo. (laughs) Yo, let's get it. I mean, I would go over there and, (laughs) you know, we heard from Brad already. But, Brad, before we get into it, man, you pulled out the win this week. So, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good, man. DK flexed his muscles, decided to hold on the ball in the end zone. And uh, because of that, I got a win. So, I'm pretty happy. I'll be honest with you, Brad. Uh, DK has been flexing all over the whole league this year. And, Got to give you credit, man. Uh, you saw it coming from a mile away, and you, I think you predicted that he could be the number one receiver in the NFL this year. I said he could be. I mean, I scratched my head at that prediction, but I'm not thinking it's so far-fetched anymore, man. I, I knew he'd be top five. Top ten guaranteed, but top one, that that would be like, wow. I think you exactly put it that way and said that he was not out of the possibility of being the number one wide receiver this year, though. Yeah, you man. said I think he will be top five. I think he's guaranteed top ten. And you said it's not out of the realm of possibility that he'd be the number one. Writer. I think that's when both your jaws dropped when I said that. <laughs> Mine hit the floor. Yeah, I mean, like I was shocked to say number one. I, I was definitely all in on that guy being a number one, a number one wide receiver, like top ten to twelve area. The thing about him, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him here in a minute. Actually, this is leading right into our first game, so I'll send it to you after this comment, Brad. I mean, DK. Not only is he catching almost everything Russ throws to him, but Russ is just bombing it to him. It seems like four to eight times a game, man. Is that what you're seeing? Because we're going to talk about this Minnesota-Seattle matchup that was on Sunday Night Football right now, bro. Dude, sometimes he's he's so wide open that Russ bombs in the ball, but he's got a little bit of pressure and he can't get that deep. And then he, he he's just sitting there waiting for it, and the defender runs up and catches up and puts a hand in it. So you're like, wow, dude, that would have been like – I think one play was Russ bombed it out like 60-something yards in the air. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I think he trusts him. I think they're considered 50-50 balls where you're willing to just throw it up there. It used to be Larry Fitzgerald used to go and get them all day. Yeah. Uh, and you, you literally – like Kurt Warner said when he got here, he had to learn that – there was times that it just was the pro- appropriate play to just throw it up and let Larry go get it because on 50-50 balls, it ain't 50-50 with that guy on the other end. And I think I think DK is just like above and beyond on that scale. Like he, he will go get the ball. So most of the time he's going to go get that ball. Um, and this game, I mean, if we're just going to naturally lead into it, we might as well. Yeah. But he, yeah. Had, he had 13 targets in this game. So, I mean, he he's they're, they're starting to crank him up. So, you know, it's, it's a factor of seeing DK is off the charts. I think we've seen already that Tyler Lockett is, like, 
moving down the charts. Um, I, they're, they're moving the – don't get me wrong. Tyler Lockett will still have his gains because this is yeah. a high-end offense. Right. But the, the guy to roster is DK for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna... yeah, and the thing I think about with DK is, I mean, obviously I have him and Russ, so that's the one game I kind of want to watch every single week. So I've noticed with him, when he thinks he has a touchdown, he gets very lackadaisical with that ball. He's like, oh, I got this. And so when that last one, he was in the end zone, and he like kind of held it out, and the guy came in and punched it out, I'm telling you, something clicked in his head, and he said, enough. No one is ever ripping this ball from my hands again. And when he caught that one in the end zone, if you yeah. saw that grip he had, I yeah. was like, holy shit, dude. They're like, did it touch the ground? And then you saw like cradled in there. You're like, dude, yeah. baby could fall from an airplane in that cradle and not get hurt. <laughs> so uh. <laughs> I had a I had a point rocking and ready, but I cannot get there now. I thought you might go with baby tossed out like a third story window, but fall from an airplane. Damn. Airplane. Protected in those arms the whole way. Wow, that's what I said when I saw it. Wow, that's a good point. I I think he. I think what we should do is track his like his next fumble or the next this like mental error drop because if uh, if we don't see one of those for a long time, this goes beyond like what we're seeing from him on the field. We know he's a freakish talent. We know his talent as an actual NFL wide receiver is increasing in his route running and his ball catching, his footwork. Everything is looking better and better. But that would come to his mindset where it's like he has a, that's a level of greatness where you have that mindset to go, no, I will not do that again. And like, if he, like, so let's, let's track it. Let's see when his next fumble or his next kind of drop is. They bet you yeah. it's a while. Dude, look at the beginning of his career. And this is why I fell in love with him is he started pushing people off the ball. He was just like running all over the place. He was like an untamed beast out there. So now you saw him not push off, but like by week six, he was starting to do that. By week 10, he was running really good routes. By week 12, 13, he was catching everything coming his way. So I'm like, wow, I love this progression. And now you see it, it's just continuing. So you're just like, yeah. this guy's going to be really something special. I mean, he might be a top three receiver for the next five years. Yeah, man. I guess if I was in a dynasty league, which we have nothing to do with or anything, but I would try to get after DK right now. Like, I mean, it might be too late, but like, go get that guy for years to come. He's top five probably for, I don't know, four years to come. <laughs> I don't know, longer? Like, he's a young cat. Russell Wilson's still going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you factor in, you know, Russell Wilson, DK, both staying healthy in this offense, man, look the hell out. And it just looks like, to me, I mean, we, we talked about him quite a bit here, but he's just, like you said, he's just progressing every single game. And he wants that ball. He wants to be the star. And then the way that the game ended on fourth down, I mean, he catches the touchdown. So clutch. You know what that does for him, too, you know? That just gains oh, yeah. the confidence that he's yeah. already got. It's crazy. And other side of the ball, guys, we did see Kirk Cousins playing pretty well again, Rich. I think he called that one on the last episode. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he was doing all right. Uh, he got hurt. So do you have any uh, the latest on Dalvin Cook for us, bro? They're not giving us the greatest of reports, but I, I do think um, from what I'm kind of gathering, I don't think it's the most major of a groin injury, but I would think one to two weeks kind of is what I would guesstimate based on like kind of reports that I'm hearing and not hearing. It's weird sometimes on, on these type of things. Like honestly though, there's like when it's this speculation, it, it just falls into that category usually of a week mm -hmm. or two. I mean, from what I hear, he's out next week guaranteed. 
And then the following week, they're on a bye. I think they'll play it safe, yeah. Yeah, so that's two weeks right there. And then how he comes yeah. back in practice is the possible three. So I think you're looking at two, definitely two, because obviously the bye is one. If it's one, it's two. Three weeks, I think, is the max it's going to go. And then I think you're going to get him back week four. I got Alvin Kamara down this week, man. He's on a bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny to to phrase it that way. I don't know. That just caught me weird for a minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's on his bar. Like that has nothing to do with his injury. Like I think that's kind of the the way it is, though. Like they'll get him. I, I think they'll get him through the buy. If this is a week to two week injury, then they'll just get him to the buy. They'll get him out the other side. But I mean, so that'll lead to Alexander Madison being a really juicy start this week. Who who does Minnesota play coming up? Atlanta. Oh yeah, juicy, juicy. A little dangerous too. I mean, we'll get there on our preview episode, but um. It's a little dangerous, too. I think that coaching change stuff is is a little weird. Yep, we had another pink slip happen, and Dan Quinn was shown the door, along with the GM, Called Thomas it. Dimitrov. So, yeah, man, uh, Dan Quinn was shown the door because Atlanta is now 0-5. So, I mean, it's certainly disappointing for Falcons fans out there. It's a much better team than what the record shows. So, uh, I don't know if that there's going to be some rejuvenation once they get the new coaching staff in there, but... Well, that remains to be seen, but Carolina's looked impressive the last few games. So what did you see in that game, Rich? I'm kind of surprised Carolina didn't score more points in this game. They settled for a lot of field goals. And and so, like, if you watch the game, honestly, Atlanta was in the game. I mean, it was a tight game. It was a one-possession game right till the end. Surprising to me that uh, they – well, I mean, you're 0-5, you're 0-5. But, I mean, coming out of that game, it, it, it was surprising to me to see them fire Dan Quinn – when in that game, they did play well. They played a lot better. And that defense, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not a good defense, but they've had injuries. They have yeah. nobody in the secondary. So when you're playing with just all, like, rookies and second-year guys across your entire secondary, what do you expect? Like, so mm-hmm. and it's funny to me, okay, so now Dan Quinn's out, and um, who'd they replace him with? They had their choice. They had their choice of the defensive guy or the, or the offensive guy. They had Dirk Cutter. Or Raheem Most, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, Raheem Morris. Uh, He's a player coach. <laughs> yeah, get him in here. <laughs> Let's promote the guy that can't stop anybody. Just like Coach Ditka. Well, yeah. <laughs> so they have him. They they decide on the, the side of the ball that's been underperforming, whereas the offense has also been underperforming too. Don't get me wrong; they're only scoring twenty points a game. That's mm. pretty paltry when you think about yeah. the offensive weapons that they have in place there. But I, I would have liked to have seen them go to dirt cutter in this situation and rejuvenate that offense. I mean, that's where they have the good pieces. Get that right. part of the ball going again. Um, so it scares me a little bit. Good to see for you, Todd Gurley, doing well in this game. Yeah, man. He th- I thought he looked really good in the game, actually. Really spry. One of his better games where I actually saw him looking like, you know, a, a really good NFL running back. The other yeah. times it was kind of like I was just seeing like, okay, he's getting a touchdown, easy touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you need – if he wasn't making that play, then I'd be like really extremely yeah. worried. Like, And and he kind of like struggled his way through those plays a little bit. Where this weekend he actually looked really nice. He looked really nice out there. They did dial him back too. Once they got mm-hmm. to like too high of a number with him, they kind of throttled him off. And you saw yep. Brian Hill come on. You saw Edo Smith come 
come on, but he'd already gotten his production. So, I mean, you may have lucked out into this, like, you know, if he's getting through, like we said, if he's going to get through at this production level, mm -hmm. he's going to be that top 12, I think is about where he's sitting right now. He's about a top 12, top 14 running back. That can be, that can be studly if you've got, like, studly wide receivers around it, which I yeah. think you're... You're kind of creeping up on right now. Oh, right on, man. Brad, when it came to that Carolina side of the ball, you know, Mike Davis has been getting, you know, he's filled in nicely for Christian McCaffrey. He's getting a lot of work, a lot of looks, but we're getting to that point where McCaffrey could be coming back. So if you heard anything, uh, is I know McCaffrey's a tough cat, man. He's going to do everything he can to get out there. So could it be this week, maybe next week? No, I mean, I still think he's got a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, I think it's like at least three more. I mean, two, if he comes back two, that's great. So, I mean, I think if you got Davis, I mean, he's still a guaranteed start every time. I mean, shit, he had nine receptions. Yeah. So, I mean, for all you PPR lovers out there, that's pretty good. So, <laughs> and I, on, the, on the Carolina side, I want to go ahead and shout out Toby for the uh, Hail Mary of the week, picking up DJ Moore at the last minute, plugging him in, and that worked out nicely for him. So, nice job, Tobes. Yeah, he needed that flex starter and found him there on the wire, the little gem. Yeah. And, I mean, that, that almost all that – I mean, not all of it, but a good chunk of that production on one play, a nice giant touchdown. Oh, yeah. That's what it can be, man. It's 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 kind of that balance factor. When you when you talk your flex starters, are you looking – what kind of production are you looking for? Are you looking for steady guys? Are you looking for boom or bust? Um, he, he kind of snaked out a victory pretty much on that – that roster move, I believe. Yeah, the the way that Carolina's playing well, that's what makes me think McCaffrey's really going to try to push to get back. I mean, I guess what I read was that he's eligible to come off IR now, but not necessarily. I've seen a report. He's not coming. He's very unlikely for this week. Okay. The following week, maybe. Yeah. It's like on the borderline. So the, now you're, talk, you're, you're talking – Definitely, probably the one, and then it could it, most likely the three. I think actually the opposite might be at play there, Mark. If they're mm. playing this well without him, yeah, give him his time. I mean, they're tied for first in the division. They, yeah. they <laughs> as shockingly as that is, they're tied for yeah. first in the division. So I think it's a, as long as they're in the division, why not? Why not wait? Why not hone it back? Make sure he comes back fully healthy, and then bring him. So I would lean towards he's more like out three more weeks. All right, uh, next game up, guys. We got to talk about Philadelphia going into Pittsburgh. They traveled across the state of Pennsylvania. I think you called it the Battle of Pennsylvania, Rich. And it was a battle, man. It, this game went back and forth. But, you know, Steelers came out on top. They're undefeated. They're 4-0. Chase Claypool came out the booth and exploded for four touchdowns. You know, just your thoughts, Rich, is a second-round pick out of Notre Dame. I mean, not a whole lot of fanfare coming out of the draft, but this kid's got something, and Big Ben uh, trusts him, yeah? I'm not going to talk about this. Brad, you talk about this. Yeah. I'm, I, have a, I have a disdain for Steelers anyway, so uh, go ahead, Brad. I went to yeah. the wrong guy. <laughs> well, yeah, no, Claypool, I mean, I've, I've said this too. He's been making some catches lately, you know, some, uh, what do you call it, sideline grabs, toe, toe drags, like, and then, I mean, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this type of day. Yeah, but man, he he went off, dude. It would feel like him and uh, Big Ben were just like me and my best friend hanging out, you know. So seven receptions, that's great. Three of them were touchdowns. Yeah, so that's amazing. But the one thing I will take from that this game is actually not on the Pittsburgh offensive side, but that defensive side. Nice. If you watch, man, they get after. I mean, they do let up a big play here and there, but man, do they get after these guys? They hit people. 
So, I mean, Rich, what do you think? You want to go run up the ball against the Steelers? Oh, I'd, I'd be scared. I'd be very scared. That, like, yeah, I think I was saying they just finish each play. Like, no matter what has happened in the play, if you've gained 15 yards, you've gained 35 yards, What? so be it. They're going to finish that play by hurting you. I think they have an emphasis on tackling, which I'd love to see, man. There's one thing. I'm, I love fantasy football and all that shit. Bottom line, I like to watch football. I like to watch hard-nosed football. So when these guys are out here, I have to give a lot of respect to it. I was, I actually enjoyed the tape watching this. I do watch the games of the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though I hate them. Uh, and I got to give respect, though, to the way they play football because they do. They just crush people at the end of plays. Every single play, it is gang tackling. It is hard nose hit you where it hurts every time. And if you notice in the fourth quarter, they always seem to pull away. Because the other team is just beat up. They're tired. They're just like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. Philly had their moments there. They, they left it on the field. They, they, they were in this game. But um, and, and big ups to that team. They're, they're playing better. They are like on the uptick a little yeah. bit right now. Like I said, I said I think that offensive line is doing well enough. So like if you see what that performance was against Pittsburgh, like, I, I mean, understand, you have to do a job to give yourself any kind of daylight against this Pittsburgh defense. So to to score that many points, um, to move the ball here and there besides the mistakes again, Philly's offense was looking good. And we see on the other side, we talked about Claypool, but there's uh, the other kid, uh, Travis Fogum. Yeah. He was tearing it up, man. He looked great. Um, I did have a note when it came to this game and talking about these wide receivers, though. You know, it's just tough because they are playing in these wide receiver corps that are injury riddled. Okay. So Claypool wasn't going to get that opportunity on Sunday. Claypool got that opportunity on Sunday because Deontay Johnson got hurt mid-game. Yep. Okay, so understand that there's this 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 like level with this. I understand that these guys are are very high-end looking players and I mean someone scores 4 points or four points, four touchdowns, you definitely like skyrocket them up the waiver wire pool and, and put them towards the top. But understand, you pick up Claypool, but if Johnson's back next week, now now look at that wide receiver court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Juju, you got Claypool, you got Johnson, you have James Washington, you have Eric Ebron who's yeah. – Who can't catch a ball. He had eight targets this weekend. His head was in his ass this weekend. but Yeah, dude, that, he knew it too. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he knew. He was pissed with himself. But you know what, though? That's Eric Ebron for you. I bet you next weekend when we get, we'll get to the preview, but I bet you he comes back and has a really good game next weekend because that's that's total Eric Ebron, classic Eric Ebron. We see that like every year where he's just like – Classic Eric. <laughs> has a bad game totally. and steps it up next week. That's just like Eric. Classic Eric. So come to tell you, like, I, I don't see another four touchdowns coming from Claypool anytime soon. He'll have good games. It's just going to be the same thing on the other side. You yeah. look at when they get Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson back. Now I've got Greg Ward, yeah. and I've got those two guys, <laughs> It's and I've got Jalen Rager on his way back at some point yeah. to their crowded re- receiving corps. So look out for that when you when you get there and think about that. So you're saying you don't like Fulgram on the free wire then? Or you just like him as long as those guys are injured and out? No, totally. Listen, I would definitely be going after these guys. I mean, it's good. Uh, as we've discussed this year, we have a lot of wide receivers. So um, they move up my list. I like them. I like them a lot. They definitely should get rostered. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is look out in, in the situation of thinking that's my flex two starter for the rest of the year. Boom, out of week one. 
I wouldn't advise that. I would say roster, go get. If you have need at wide receiver, sure, that makes a whole lot of sense. Go get one of these guys. We're going to have a lot of guys, I think, as we go through here that we can yeah. talk about that are wide receivers. I think it's like a Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah. He's good for 100 yards. He went for 175 and, what, two, three touchdowns? And then he went for 23 yards this week. 23 yards this week, yeah. So there, there's some weeks they went to Thielen. Every every pretty much play went to Thielen, so. Yeah, these rookie receivers, I agree, Rich. I mean, we got to – they should probably be rostered. And I don't know. When I look at, like, Chase Claypool and C.D. Lamb, the game's kind of looking easy to them as rookies. So th- those are some guys, some rookies, that are really looking good to me. And I got to imagine Claypool will be in some starting lineups maybe maybe next week, maybe not, but probably in the future, man, because four touchdowns, uh, that's nice. You know Ben's going to go back to him after a game like that. Oh, I can see that, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think he's got to get picked up. Yeah, man. Uh, see how it rocks. Uh, was there anything else in that game that you wanted to talk about, Brad? No. Oh, you know what I was seeing? I, I wanted to talk to you about real quick. Sorry. James Conner. How are you feeling? How are you feeling as a James Conner owner? <laughs> Someone who rosters James Conner right now. Like, I feel Akie. Akie? Akie, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm noticing... I'm just noticing a more committee than I would have expected is what I would say. Yeah, it's definitely more committee, but he definitely still looks like the better back. So that's why I'm not too concerned. And he's getting his goal line carries. It almost looks like it's just systematical. Like we're going to run him five plays, run this guy two, run this guy one, and then you're going to get your five, two, one. Because it seems like he had big runs or he's feeling it and then they take him out and you're like, what's going on? Mm. But it's just like, and then like, bam, he comes right back in for the goal line. You're like, oh, okay. It's just like one of those things where I'm not feeling 100%, but at the same time, I love that line. I love the team, so I feel like there's going to be opportunities. I was just going to say, honestly, that uh, there's just committees all over the NFL right now, it seems like, man. Like 25 teams out of 32, maybe, where it's just there's just not really the clear cut back. I mean, even in New Orleans, you got Camaro, but Murray's getting a whole lot of looks. And, you know, Zeke, now that, well, we'll get to that game. <laughs> Some would say we're a committee. Yeah, uh, we you are know, a committee. Rich is talking like 38 minutes. Brad talks about 36, and Rich and Mark yeah. talks about 37. There's a split. I mean, some weeks, Brad's going to step it up, get about 38, 39 minutes. You know, Mark was out. You know, he was on, you know, sabbatical. He had a family <laughs> trip. So, obviously, Brad and Rich's ticks go up that week. Yeah. I mean, it's just all how you look at it. Well, and I think Rich at the beginning of the episode was asking us to pull a little more weight in this backfield, man. So maybe we need to step up to like 40% each, man. He's calling for a breather. (laughs) Take Uh, me out, coach. I need some air. See him smoking on the sideline. Smoking on endo. (laughs) Smoking on hay. All right. Sipping on gin and juice. (laughs) And purple drink. Is that you got a purple one over there, Rich? Is that what that is? It is purple. Hell yeah. Purple passion, baby. Passion of the purple. I like it, man. That sucker's gone. Actually, you know what? <laughs> keep going. I'm gonna go get some squares too now. I'm gonna keep <laughs> this fucking party rolling. <laughs> All right. Well, Brad, I'll send it to you on this next game, bro. Let's talk about this Colts at the Browns. I I heard the last episode. I know you're pretty fired up about this game, and I'll tell you my impression of what I saw. I saw two quarterbacks who looked like they could throw a pick on every single throw between Phillip Rivers and Baker Mayfield. Uh, that's just, I don't know if the defenses were playing great or both of those guys were off, but what did you see in that game? I think Phillip Rivers, you're spot on with that. 
I think Philip Rivers is definitely showing his age. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I know he was he was great back in the day, and he can probably in his mind still do it. It just doesn't seem like his arm is there anymore. So some of his things are just fluttering out there. Sometimes his guys are running deep, and then it's just like. I don't know, 10 yards behind him. So I kind of feel bad. I feel like they need to go to the rookie and it's about time for a passing of the torch there. Like it was a nice little effort. You know, you tried it just, <laughs> it's not working out. Yeah. The well, team, the team is way too good. That defense is amazing. You got a nice, you have a nice young run running back. I mean, you got a nice pieces. I think T Y is suffering because of Phillip. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He has not I played well at all this year. I had a little something on uh, Philip Rivers. Uh, I'm on this like app that like has, discusses like sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. This guy posts uh, it's Philip Rivers like getting ready to chuck the ball. He says, "Does Philip Rivers' arm look like it hurts every time he throws the ball, or is it just me?" <laughs> and then I so I commented on him. I said, "It hurts me to watch him throw the ball." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does not look good out there, man. I mean, they. I guess Baker and Rivers both ended up with two picks in this game, but. Every time I looked at the screen, man, it was like a ball getting deflected and almost picked off or, you know, something like that. I was just like, wow, what's going on in this game, man? But Indy's defense is really good, man. The Browns. So I will say that. Yeah, the Browns came out of it 4-1. and one, And what did you see on that side of the ball uh, for Cleveland, Brad? Man, I really like what, uh, what's his name, Kevin uh, Sp- Spinanke? Spinanke? Uh, Sp- Spinelli. Spinanke. 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 Samsonite. Spinatos? I was I was way off. It's Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I I heard them talk about he possibly might get coach of the year. Spicoli? And I think he might. I don't know, man. The way that he's done with his offense and how god-awful they were last year, I'm actually really impressed. To lose a guy like Chubb and just still continue to move forward, that was pretty impressive to me because usually you lose a big back like that. That's a total change of game plans. And they just came out and kicked some ass. So I think usually the Browns are just like a god-awful team and, you know, laughing stock. And, you know, generally you can chalk up a win against them. But now I, I feel like they're a competitive team every time they play. So I think Baker, you know, he's good enough just to – as long as he doesn't do stupid shit, I think they can win because they're that talented on the offensive yeah. side. And, I mean, the Colts were a great team, so they made mistakes, but I don't think that's going to happen every week. So I do like what the Browns are doing and then moving forward. I think uh, Stefanski might, you know, kind of be figuring that Baker Mayfield can't be trusted. That's why Odell Beckham, <laughs> Jarvis Landry's like, here, you guys throw a couple every game. Get the ball out of that man's hands. <laughs> less less responsibilities for Baker. He's busy cleaning the stadium and changing the bulbs. Kicking yeah. people out of the book club. He's doing all that. Still yeah. looking for that smoky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did have that quick note, Brad. Remember I told you coming to this week that Indy's D was missing their two best linebackers, Darius Leonard, not on the field yeah. this week. Game changer. So check that out. Indy's D is very good, played a great defensive game still in this game, despite what Phillip Rivers did to them, and they didn't have Darius Leonard on the field. So look out for that defense, man. Very tough. I mean, when you get your fantasy guys against this, this is the type of D that you really have to consider it. Am I starting my guys? Because they're they're that good. This is a good defense. I wish I had them. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it's like in the locker room, like – Philip Rivers, like any of these aging quarterbacks, like Eli Manning back in the day, you know, they just look across from the, all the defensive players. And these guys are like, 
I fucking hate you. You know, I fucking hate you so bad. And they, are they just like, I don't think I did that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what goes through their mind? Are they like, dude, I cost the game. This is all on me. Or they're just like, you know, if we just made a couple more plays on special team and defense, I think we would have been in it. All right. We talked that game for fucking ever. I bet you, I bet you people listening are like, wow, these guys really do love football. Cause they just talked Indy and Cleveland for like forever. <laughs> dude, I said it was going to be a matchup. That was a great game. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I, I I love that game, but it's just funny to think about that. Like Indy and Cleveland, that just doesn't sound exciting to like, yeah. the out the outside observers. Are like really, like twenty twenty, bro. Shit's different. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's twenty twenty, bro. Shit's different. Oh my god, that's good. That's that's a drop. Yeah, probably. All right, Rich. Uh, you know what? We're gonna. I'm going to send you a game that you actually want to talk about because uh, the Steelers, you know, you weren't feeling them. But you might be feeling the fact that the Cardinals went into the Meadowlands, dropped the Jets to 0-5, and got the job done, man. So that was good to see the Cardinals. They got it done. Nothing too impressive, but uh, what did you see on the Arizona side, bro? Uh, Ironically, you say, you know, you should be happy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, maybe I'm just like in a pessimistic mood or something. I don't know, but that win didn't feel like such a great win. I yeah. mean, there's there's times when you win and you're like, yeah, we did what was right. Like our defense played well. I, I did not feel like the defense played well. I felt like Joe Flacco, if he was with it at all, could have kind of chewed up that defense. He ain't with it, bro. He, yeah, he ain't with it, and they're lucky. And and so it worries me heading into the next week, but. I don't know. They they won the game. They're supposed to win the game. They put up 30 points. That's yeah. nice. I will say I think they finally, they finally kind of got the idea that they could throw the ball just wherever they want to to DeAndre Hopkins, let him go get the ball. So he went and got the ball this week. I was very happy to see that. I think the last week he was slowed up by his ankle. He didn't look slow at all this week. They actually used him, let him run some real routes, as opposed to last week where everything was short and just – get the ball in his hand type stuff, get him a little bit of yardage, get a possession, that kind of stuff. But this week it was, it was aired out and gave him a bunch more targets again. So I was happy to see that and see the offense getting 380 through the air. I like that. Kyler Murray using his arm. Uh, So that was good on that side of the ball. The Jets, uh, I think we got the news just before we got on, released Le'Veon Bell today. I thought that was interesting. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, buddy. He gone. Yeah, when we did that trade analysis for Bell and Chubb, you're like, oh, I don't know, that's a little closer. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. And now they dropped now they trade now they dropped him. Yeah. I was like, huh. It's crazy. Yeah, it remains to be seen what happens with Le'Veon Bell, man. That's that's pretty surprising news to me, but I definitely think it seems like he just quit on the Jets. So someone's about to get fat. He's a talented running back. He always has been, so he will get picked up, you know, similar to the Devontae Freemans and those guys. Uh, one team will get desperate enough and bring him in, man. You know that's how it's going to go. Get him before he gets fat, guys. You know what happens when that <laughs> happens. <laughs> get him before he gets fat. You got to sign him right now. He's yeah, get him eating. quick. He's already eating three times, four times a day now. He's like two days ahead of you, three days ahead of you. It's like, oh, my God. Calorie intake, calorie outtake. <laughs> How many times has Bell been to Wendy's in the last 72 hours, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's up, Livion? Did you really need <laughs> another Frosty, bro? Funny thing is, though, he ran well on Sunday, really. Mm-hmm. He, he, when he was given the ball, he, he kind of looked good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Cardinals defense, like, come the fuck on. Like, yeah. 
get it, get it together. And like if if Joe Flacco was able to complete some of these balls, this wide receivers would have ran with room. So like they're lucky. They they would have been in a much tougher game if the Jets weren't so fully incompetent. And maybe Joe. I mean Joe Flacco, like he was just missing his throws. The balls actually look pretty good, but he was just inaccurate as could be. So yeah, yeah. I just wonder where they're going past Bell. I mean Frank Gore. Frank Gore's there, yeah. I mean, Frank Gore's there. They they also have, yeah, I'll I'll mention the other guy, LaMichael P. Ryan. P. Ryan. He's he's there. I think he's a rookie. Uh, I haven't seen much tape on him, but they they did draft him. So, you know, I think it'll be a mix. Is it any kind of mix you want to get involved with? I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, man. And speaking of a backfield split on the Cardinal side, you know, Chase Edmonds is getting some more looks. They, uh, him and Kenny Drake both found the end zone. So I, I don't know. I think Edmonds is going to kind of increase his production. He seems to make moves when he gets in the game. I think Chase Edmonds, I think the more you look at tape, he's been the more effective back. So I think we'll get to more of a split, split backfield. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I, I was listening to Kingsbury's, uh, press conference. He, Pulled him out. Somebody had a talk with him too. Kenyon Drake, like, hey man, like this is what we're seeing. We need more pop. They let uh, Edmonds come in. He got his touchdown, and that actually, I think after you saw that, it fired him up. He came back in. They let him back in the game. I like that they let him back in, but it does lean itself more towards, yeah, man. We're we're looking looking like that might be a split backfield. Like get to where it's pretty evenly split. It kind of seems like Kyler's the nucleus and everyone's just like a little proponent on the outside. I mean, I thought Drake was going to be a top 10, top 12 guy, but it seems like he's just kind of taking a down tick yeah. because of that. So, I mean, he's almost like a flex two, flex three starter at this point. So I will say that I think there is one other key cog to that, mm-hmm. to that offensive unit. Oh, yeah. I think his name. His name is Dehab. <laughs> yeah, he went off. He had another nice game. Uh, I like that touchdown catch he had in the fourth quarter. That was pretty dope. But on the defensive side for the Cardinals, Rich, before we move on, uh, I thought I saw Chandler Jones come down with a little injury, man. Uh, what are you picking up on that, man? Yeah, they're they're getting second opinion stuff. I would assume it's a bicep tear. I think he's out. Oh. Yeah, I think he's going to be out the year. It's unfortunate. So, like, we're already struggling on the defensive side, and Chandler Jones. I forgot about that. Maybe I just blocked it out. Didn't want to think about it, but yeah, the hits keep coming because we're going to be in trouble with that. I think Gardek came in. I don't know who that guy is. Maybe we'll sign that guy back. But Gardek came in. Uh, he looked good. He he came in and made plays, but that was probably more, in my opinion, probably like the energy. There's no way to cover for what. Chandler Jones does, except for everyone has to step up their game now. I mean, you need everybody. You need the line to step up. You need, you definitely need your corners to step up. I want to see a lot better play. Patrick Peterson had a better game, but the corners need to step up in general. I like to see Byron Murphy step up. A bunch of different. You had guys. a better game against Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time. Well, I mean, well done, Pat. Those receivers are are pretty decent. I think. I think an underrated guy really. I mean, it's it's a quarterback issue, but I think even with that, Jamison Crowder is an undervalued wide receiver really yeah. to be honest. He always has been, honestly. Yeah, great receiver. Like he's undervalued. I, I... It's Crowder. 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 It's Crowder. New England clam Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh on to the next game. And I'm gonna send this one over to you, Brad. Monday night football. It was the one Monday night game. Originally there were supposed to be two, but then Denver, New England, as everybody knows, got pushed back again. So uh Monday night football, man, we saw the Chargers go into New Orleans and 
give him a hell of a game, man. And Justin Herbert's, you know, he had a he's just looking good out there as a rookie, man. So what did you see uh, on the Chargers side, bro? And then the Saints pulling out the win. I'm telling you, this Justin Herbert guy's got an arm, dude. There was this one play where he was trying to get someone. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mike Williams deep. And he tried to step into that ball, but he couldn't. So he just couldn't air it out. But, dude, he threw that thing, like, zipped it. And that thing went, like, 60 yards with ease. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, that was a bomb. Yeah. And, he, dude, he couldn't even step into it. So that was like, wow, that guy can really chuck it. So I'm really impressed with him. Obviously, Hunter Henry, he's a beast. You know, once they get Eckler back, I think – Justin Jackson's kind of filling in more of the the get to role with uh Kelly being the, the one two punch right there. So and then uh what's his name? Mike Williams is staying healthy, so that's always a good thing. Keenan Allen did go out with a little bit of an injury, so that's that's a big hit to them. And their defense is playing top notch, man. I think by the end, like as the season goes on, they keep taking up and up. Yeah, as, as they get some players back, I would agree. I think that defense will play really even, like even better. They they played really well and held up through a lot of that game, but um, ended up giving up some points at the end. It's kind of what's tough with our defensive scoring, like nowadays. It's like there's so much scoring in the NFL. It's tough, man. This is like, 2020. Shit's different. <laughs> Shit's different, man. Yeah, exactly. Good callback. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting to note on the backfield, I was talking trades a little bit this week with Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly. I think it's a pretty split backfield as it is. I think I think what they like to do in L.A., not San Diego. I almost wanted to say San Diego myself here, Brad. Uh, <laughs> what they like to do there, though, is is to have two backs. Like I mean, they had Melvin Gordon with Austin Eckler. That was kind of how they bounced things around. So you're going to see – give and take from production on, on that end of it. You know, they had it all when they had Austin Eckler there. Um, but even with Austin Eckler in there, that's when Josh Kelly was kind of doing his thing. It's just another committee type situation. You can get production. They can both get production, but yeah, you, as an Eckler guy, you'd probably want to pick up neither. I don't know. I don't know. You probably have something on your roster that you'd say, okay, this is probably a better situation at this moment. You know what I mean? And on the Saints side of the ball, uh, Michael Thomas, it looked like he might get the start. And I didn't even see, did he get in there at all? No, man. He uh, he was a healthy scratch. I did not catch on to that. Yeah, he was out of town. Uh, yeah, man, he he was suspended essentially by the team for the weekend. Yeah, he was actually healthy to play and then disciplined for detrimental team activity. Mm. He tried to find a defensive guy. In his first practice back, he got in a fight. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, man. Shows a little fire there. Yeah, that's why you. I, that's why I got you guys around, man. Because I don't get all this fucking news. Man. I wouldn't say that's interesting. Show some fire. I would say that's concerning and has eyebrow raising questions for me. Hmm. Is he disgruntled? Is what I thought. Is that disgruntled, man? Hmm. Yeah, he just got paid. So why is? I mean, is it just like he's frustrated, he's trying to come back, and you know a guy's getting a little chippy at him, and he's like, yo, bro, get off me? Mm. Or was it just like, I'm unhappy with this team, things are different now for whatever reason? So, I don't know. I think it's very interesting how the next two weeks play with this, because it could be very, very different. You know what's coming up in the NFL? About three weeks out, I think it said it was is the NFL trade deadline. So mm. we've got some names to look out for. I think Le'Veon Bell was on that market, and then they, they, went, ahead, they went ahead and released him. Yeah. He's on a different market now. So, He's on yeah. the we-dropped-your-ass market. That's kind of how it works, I guess. You know, you, you try to you try to 
trade him out. Yeah. Okay, you want something? You want something? You want something? Okay, well, yeah, you can go. <laughs> <laughs> There's the door. I wonder if like teams are like this, like <laughs> just like huh. decline any trade because then we can just pick them up when they drop him. Yeah, he's gonna drop. Him. It happened to Fournette. <laughs> No doubt dude. it's gonna happen. Yeah. But no, uh trade deadline's coming up. I think we got I I've got a couple other notables we might might look at that might have some transferring of teams, but what if what if Michael Thomas gets traded? I mean, what if he's disgruntled? I I don't know why he'd come back on the first day of practice and and get mm-hmm. into some shit with somebody that gets you that gets you suspended for a game too. Like it didn't you know, like there's jarring in practice. Yeah, that's then there's another level. Like, well, he doesn't really have that rep of like getting in people's grills, too. He's he's not the flashiest of receivers. He just gets the job done. So that's surprising to me, man. Yeah. That's Speaking wild. of flashy receivers, Emmanuel Sanders looks like him and Drew Brees had a couple dinners together, told a couple campfire stories, and man, they got on that same page. Yeah. Because yeah. he was hitting him all up and down the field. Yeah, and that was a nice tackle by uh, Marshawn Lattimore. If you guys saw that to end the game, so oh, yeah. did you see him rip the guy back? Like I was like, oh my god, he's gonna fall forward. He's like, yeah. not today, not today. Picked him up and threw yeah. him back. Like no, dude, and he had his other guy falling on him. So yeah. it's like he pulled both guys. Yeah. yeah. With like momentum against him almost. Yeah. I was like, what the heck, dude? He was like, I am not allowing this to happen. We are winning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there can only be one Latimore. <laughs> All right. We're going to move it along. Uh, talk about this Bengals at the Ravens. And well, it looked to me like the Ravens defense finally remembered who they are and they saw the Bengals come into town and completely dominated the rookie quarterback. So, Rich, what did you see in that game on the Baltimore side? Uh, it's looking like 2019 for them uh, on Sunday. Um, I will say there was a note I had on this game. Looking good on on the end of they scored some points, but this is against the Cincinnati team here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I would say one thing in this game. I don't know if you noticed it, Brad, but did uh, – did you notice anything odd? Any off-putting notions on the Baltimore side? <laughs> off-putting notions. I thought their offense did not look that good. I noticed something that it was interesting. Lamar Jackson did not look to run hmm. one time in this game. That is interesting. He did not put his head downfield and say, oh, I dropped my pen. He did not look downfield and say, I'm going to run this ball. Did you notice that, Brett? I didn't actually notice that. I that's maybe why they didn't look in sync and they didn't they looked off, you know. Correct. But yeah, I didn't realize that he wasn't running. Yeah, I actually didn't pick up on that either, Rich, but it, it makes sense because that's what we always say about these dynamic quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick and guys like that that can get out of the pocket. Once they get a little injury, a little dinged up, they sometimes have a little more trepidation about you know, running the ball, you know, eight to 10 times a game. He was missing practice the last uh, two weeks. He's been on the practice report. So I think they, they protected him and, yeah. and, and called a game plan that said you don't need to run the ball this week. So just something to look out for. I, I would look for other game plans like this week. If I, if I was a Lamar Jackson guy, I'd be saying, okay, is he going to look to run? Because if he's not, there's a reason. <laughs> Who's their number one running back, Rich? Oh, I mean, he is. He is, mm-hmm. exactly. So you take their number one running back out. I mean, 
Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that's a game changer. That changes the whole offense. The funny thing is, is I think it I think it works against the fluidity of that backfield. Like when you have when they're trying to run three people through, I think they'd be better suited to just have J.K. Dobbins sitting back there, to be honest with you. If they're gonna have to run a more strategic offense of like hand the ball off as as opposed to kind of what they're doing and, and like I yeah, like you said. He's out of sync. It looks out of sync a little bit. It's it it went and it went against Cincinnati, but they kind of struggled to really move the ball and do what they want to do. A lot of things go good in Cincy. Yeah, man. And in that Baltimore backfield, I thought I saw that Gus Edwards actually had the highest, you know, uh, snap share. So that's a true three headed monster, man. Just like us, snappy share. Yeah, that's uh, that's a kind of weak three headed monster, if you ask me. I, I'll tell you, like, if you would just give it to one of them, it'd probably be the best thing for it. But yeah. what what are they going to do? They, they've got three good backs, but uh, honestly, they're best suited when you have the best back Lamar Jackson and so I think it's a different element if you brought that against a very good defense like the Steelers oh man I think they chew that alive I don't know about you guys but I think that's that's easy easy pickings for them kind of reminds me like Josh Allen like he's their best runner too so when he doesn't run the ball or he's not able to run the ball it's a totally different team, man. They're not putting up points. I mean, Tennessee, I think, put him in check there, too. Uh, I think we might be at the halfway point of the episode here. And, you know, we're going to kind of switch it up on the herbal intermission this week. Of course, we're going to, you know, bring all that fun talk your guys' way. But we're going to actually kind of just keep smoking and talking through it, I think, this week. So is that what we're going with, Rich? Uh, Rich is going to do a couple stretches, and I'm going to tell you about the new flavor I got going. A little puff, puff, pass. So I actually haven't tried this one with the new Venom Extracts. Is Chocolo. So I'm enjoying it. You do have a new one. I just thought, okay, we're not not doing a review or nothing. No, just, I mean, Venom. Venom Extracts or Venom Extracts. I got my, my stretch on. It's a chocolate. It's pretty much everything I've ever said about Venom Extracts, except chocolate, and I enjoy it. Oh, hell yeah, man. You've already been smoking. He's been smoking. No, oh, dude, I've been smoking like crazy, man. I've seen you take at least five today. Babies stress you out, man. Huh? Oh, babies. Babies can stress you out. <laughs> oh. Brad, real quick, you know what else can stress you out besides uh, one baby? Two babies. I said babies. Yeah. <laughs> Ten babies? babies? How many more? No, they'll never be ten. They'll never be ten. (laughs) Do it myself, man. Are you? Are you done? Are you gonna make sure of this problem? Is absolutely. You are. Well, yes, me or her, whatever's easiest. (laughs) So basically, if I don't want to get too into this. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) We should, but yeah. So basically, <laughs> if it goes one way, she will do it. If it doesn't go that way, then I do it. Then it's on you. Then it's on me. So That's all right. basically, you have a totally bag of peas in your freezer just in case you need to apply an ice pack at some point in the future. Dude, I might just do it too, just to be super safe. You know, <laughs> like I don't suggest doing that, Brad. I don't know, man. Four versus <laughs> two, Rich. We can have we can have a lot of different talks. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a lot of extra stress, man. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, 
my parents had eight kids. They're never once going to say like, oh, we wish we only had four. You know, they're never going to be like, we wish we only. But you, I know they were thinking like, dude, if we only had two kids, this would have been a lot fucking easier. <laughs> think about think about how like exponentially that works out. Like you go from two to four. Like you, you're going to have two. Like I have four. And then you go from four to think about what eight would be like. <laughs> yeah. It's mind numbing. And, and then, yeah, some people have even more. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's there's bigger families, bigger than that. Like some of you might be listening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good, good for you guys. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It blows my mind. I have four. That's that's a lot. Mark's got some kids too. He's got a crazy household. I, I'm checking in over here with a virtual handful. So, yeah. Fiber. Fiber. There you go. High fiber. Crazy. It's all good though, man. I, I'm blessed. I feel lucky. Except in fantasy football this week, not so lucky. Yeah, you put up points. You put up points and deserved to win, but went up against the high scorer this week. So it's all how you look at it, Mark. Yeah, buddy. You didn't have a quarterback that dislocated his ankle and then had a compound fracture. Ooh. So that that I'm telling you, that is some tough tough pill to swallow. And just the thought of that dislocates then compound fractures like that's just nasty. So okay. Yeah, man. Props to you, Dak. Hope you get better. Hope you can walk again and can play football again. But yeah, maybe we'll talk about that game, Mark. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, guys, we're gonna keep puffing on it here. We just got a lot of games to get to, so the intermission is, uh, you know, it was there, it happened, and now it's gone, man. So, dude, I'm gonna have to keep smoking after that closeout. Yeah. That was a fucking bummer. I know. It killed killed my buzz. Dude, I was just hoping it was cramps. Like, I was looking at it, hoping it was cramps, and I'm like, come on, Dak, get up. Just massage that calf and get up. And then I was like, no. If you you saw the angle I saw, you would have known it wasn't cramps, bro. You'd have been like, no, that was what Tony Romo said on on Tony Romo said, oh, "Oh, he thought it was cramps. Yeah, and then he like showed his foot like sideways. And he goes, "Oh no, nope, that's not cramps." Oh, bro. Yeah, I did yeah, not have the volume cool. on when we were watching it. I just kind of seen it, so that's interesting. Romo said, "Oh, it might just be a little cramp, huh?" Yeah, I, I think he probably react. He probably reacted to what he saw of like Dak's reaction mm-hmm. at first, like oh, like just like yeah. just writhing backwards and not really seeing what had happened Dude, that, <laughs> like, that was just brutal you man. could see it he just he wasn't watching the screen because like there was like three seconds before you saw it and you're like ooh, and then like it shows him like kind of like massaging the cast so you're like oh just looking at that because you see guys favoring a certain body part you're like oh it's his knee it's this 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 so he's like oh must be that and then you're like no dude no i'm gonna feel like i'm gonna pass out with us talking about this right oh, now man it's all right, man. We're going to get you through this, Rich. I was trying. I didn't even want to talk about it, dude, because it was just so brutal. The sad thing for me, man, is Dak, like, with as bad as the Cowboys' defense is, as well as he was playing, you know, obviously Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, guys like that are playing great, too. But Dak would have been right there in the MVP conversation if he could have somehow led the Cowboys to the playoffs with that terrible defense that they have. Yeah, he went down. He got carted off, man. It was tough to see. Yeah, I will say this, that little ginger redhead guy came in and uh, got them a win for him, so that was kind of nice. You can't say that. That redheaded stepchild? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Andy, you can't talk about Andy Dalton. I was going to say, Andy Dalton did come in and win the game. Yeah. They won the game. They came out and still were able to move the ball fairly well and, and won the game. So Andy Dalton's got to be at least peeking on some people's radars. I mean, there's a lot of weapons there. So uh, unfortunate as it is with Dak Prescott and the injury, it, it, the NFL game moves on, and there's Andy Dalton. I mean, that's a good signing by the, the Cowboys, really, because he's, he's, a, he's a serviceable backup, man. He's, he's a full-time starter, so he knows what he's doing out there. Let's see what he can do. He might be worthy of the of a top waiver wire pickup, too, for a QB needy team. I mean, at least to get you by for a little while and see what you need to do. Start him out for a week and see what you get. Yeah, the only thing I'd kind of tell people is do not expect to see Dak numbers out of Andy Dalton. Oh, no. He's oh. just not him. I mean, he's going to get you serviceable numbers, you know, more like guard Minshew numbers. Don't you mean the red rocket or the red rifle, whatever they call him? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I, I mean, he does have weapons, like you said, Rich. But I mean, it's Andy Dalton. And that line's not great. So yeah. Dak, I think, moved a little better in the pocket. So I think he's going to have a lot more issues. H- has to get rid of the ball a lot more. So you're not going to see as many deep passes. More like shorter, less than 15 yards. So I think it'll be a change in the offense. Maybe they'll lean on Zeke a little more, so they won't have to count on him. So yeah, I think Zeke's value Zeke's value upticks a little bit on that. I don't know, man. Maybe that for once this will be like something that's really the driving force that really gets McCarthy to have to run the ball. Like that's what I was thinking. You always talk about McCarthy and his lack of wanting to run the ball, and yeah, would he do it in this situation? I feel like he's just going to want to pass like even more. Mm, I don't know. It scares me how little they run the ball with a guy like Zeke. Oh, we skipped over the, the the trade market guy. Maybe this kind of ties in, though. In the last game, A.J. Green, I don't know if you know this, but he was he looked disgruntled out there. He came out of the game with an injury, mm. but literally like looked like pissed off playing the game. I don't know if you saw that. Mm. So that's another guy to add to the list, huh? He's a trade market guy. Yeah. Uh, he might get traded I here, I think. And, oh, man, what the hell is this shit? Sorry. Something on my shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's the pot leafs, bro. You got pot leafs all over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got it's got a death row label on there too man and you don't fuck with death row you see that, Brad? You see that? death row is the label that pays us yeah baby yeah that's dope yeah man so on the giants side though you know it's all i can say is hey man other than evan ingram randomly getting a nine yard rushing touchdown they're six five tight end uh you know joe judge he's zero and five both new york teams man the jets and the giants are sitting there at zero and five so a little bit of dismay in the big apple man rough start yeah i mean with barkley going down i don't think anyone is too surprised by this yeah. that was their whole team so without him I mean, defenses are like, all right, well, we don't have to key in on your run game. Yeah. So we're just going to drop guys back. And Daniel Jones, he's too young for that, you know. Yeah. He's not ready for that many guys dropping back. And so they're getting after it. They got some nice guys like Slayton. You know, he's running hard. He's running fast, catching balls. It's just tough, man. That's sweet, bro. Have you ever had a tight end score a rushing touchdown against you, Brad? I uh, have not. Yeah, well, maybe one day you could be in my world, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look for that one. <laughs> it's always a head scratcher. He's like, oh, the tight end ran it in there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I think one time I saw a quarterback ran for a qu- touchdown, caught a touchdown, and threw for a touchdown. <laughs> that was a cool one. That was a cool one. Really, really <laughs> like that one. I like it when tight ends run the ball in, man. I think it's badass. <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen very often. Hard-nosed football. We said, we're going to run it down your throat with our friggin' tight end. How do you feel about that? 
Nice, man. All right, guys. Uh, another game we got to get to here is the Raiders and the Chiefs. That was a hell of a game, man. And a little surprising. The Raiders hung in there the whole game and ended up pulling away at the end. So what did you see uh, from that game, Rich? And, you know, are you optimistic that the Raiders are going to be able to keep this up? Raiders are looking pretty sweet, man. They've got they've got the weapons, I think, that John Gruden likes and, and the options, man. Like, I think he's really set up his offense for what exactly he likes to do on offense. So he's got – so they've been waiting for Henry Ruggs to get there. And the burner just being that speed over the top, he's got like four, two, whatever speed. That speed just really opens up everything. I mean, this is what I listened to Ron Wolfley, and he really advocated for us drafting Henry Ruggs in this draft. And this is what he wanted. And and what the detractors would say is, oh, that's what Andy Isabella does. Well, it's like, yeah, but... This (laughs) This <laughs> rugs is just a different level than than what an Andy Isabella does. He, Andy Isabella has the speed, but he's he's not the receiver that Rugs is. So that that threat over the top opens everything up, and so it's a perfectly set up offense with him over the top with other great wide receivers out there. There's Renfro, there's Aguilar. They're waiting for the other rookie to come back, Brian Edwards, um, and then middle of the field they have Darren Waller, they have, and then they pack the punch behind it with Josh Jacobs. And it is just like, is that not just like a beautiful setup offensively, Brad? Like, that, like, like that's sweet. That's sweet as can be, I would think. I would think you're liking having the center of that field. Oh, yeah, I definitely like Waller. And, I mean, when Josh Jacobs is healthy, it's such a different game, too. I feel like they're super dangerous. I was a little surprised with them coming into Kansas City and handling the way they did because yeah. – I mean, Kansas City defensively and offensively is a solid, solid team. So, I mean, that that was no easy task what they came out and did, putting 40 points up against Kansas City and holding them down. So definitely mad props to that divisional game. So, I mean, I think everyone thought Kansas City is going to win it handsomely, but it's a big win to get in your division. So I like what they're doing. I like what Chucky's doing. Yeah, and uh, one thing that kind of surprised me, man, is Derek Hark's got a pretty good deep ball. I mean, he's putting it up there and letting these guys run under it, and they're catching it, man. So looking good on that side. It's kind of funny if you think about the Mac thing, Mac trade and the Mari yeah. Cooper trade, and you're like, man, he's just giving away all these pieces. Yeah. And now you're looking at him and you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're doing. You got a lot of young guys for cheap, too. I thought that Raiders defense coming into the season might be like a nice little undervalued defense because they drafted defense last year. They drafted defense this year. So I, I thought there was some good players there, but maybe they'll click towards playing better on defense side of the ball uh, coming up later in this year too. I mean, they did really well, like you said, against the Kansas City team in Kansas City. That's um, that's a pretty good show out for a defense even too, but that's also because of what their offense does. So that's that tie-in of like, okay, this really strong offense that can control the ball. Um, they can score points with anyone. And you talk about Derek Carr when he has time. When he can play off of really hard play action, man, yeah. standing standing in like a nice free pocket, just laying it out there. Yeah, man. He can he can make all those throws. And there was there's a lot of miscues on the Kansas City defense. They're a good defense, but they just yeah. had they had like these miscues uh 
like communication like hey i got yeah. i got this section i got this section or crossing them off and like handing off a handing off a receiver and it was just like left and <laughs> it's like oh mm-hmm. okay this guy's gone <laughs> and on the kc side uh sammy watkins pulled up lame with yet another injury it looks like it's his hamstring this time so look out for that uh may elevate hardman and demarcus robinson in the kansas city pass game you know that's always going to be a uh a well-oiled machine down there under Andy Reid. But next game, guys, and, I mean, all my rowdy friends are here on Tuesday night. We just got done watching it. It's Buffalo at Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee came out with a win. So after all that time off, all that COVID bullshit they had to go through, Rich, uh, you know, it looked like Tannehill was – on the mark and you know buffalo finally kind of had an off game i i ended up starting a different quarterback this week because i was just a little worried about having two guys in this game I, I you don't know how you don't know how they'll come out of two weeks rest so that's why i ended up actually lost the game on putting in that other quarterback by not putting in Tannehill. Tannehill had a great game he looks super solid he's always what i've said he'd be not a super lot of volume but super efficient because it plays off of that play action. It's the same type of thing. They got A.J. Brown back. Look at how it like solidifies that offense, man. It's a beautiful yeah. offense. They've got weapons. They've got A.J. Uh, AJ Brown. They've got uh, Jonu Smith, who I, I love the way they utilize this guy. He's like he's a wide receiver in himself. Yep. And, of course, Derrick Henry, man. Like The whole offense runs off of this Derrick Henry thing. And Ryan Tannehill, man, he's the same type of guy. He can make the throws too. Like the same type of throws, he's got it all day. Like so when AJ Brown gets wide freaking open, he nails him. He's he's got it. He's got time to set his feet and plant and throw that ball. Yeah, it's nice to see him healthy too and finally getting back back up to speed. Cause I think this has been his first real game he's played this season. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he came out looking good, man. And you know, Tannehill just thinking about, you know, his Coming from Miami last year, I know we talked about it. I never really thought much of him, man. But you put him on a good team with a good offense. I just just thinking back to that Dallas situation. You know, I wonder. I'll throw it out there. If Andy Dalton getting off the Bengals, you know, if on the Cowboys on a really good offense, I'm not saying he's going to light it up the way Tannehill has been, but he could be serviceable. You know, serviceable. I think the line play is a little value factor there uh, again too, though. Is that I do think he has the talent though. I think he's an underrated quarterback. Let's put it that way. So. With talented pieces around, that'd be great. The offensive line in Dallas is shaky. They lost um, – oh, I'm, I'm losing his name right now, but they lost their main lineman again this year. So they're just taking injuries there, and it's tough. So, But if you look at – Tyron Smith, is that who you're thinking of? Tyron Smith, yeah. yes, exactly. They lost him. He's out for the year with a neck injury, like mm-hmm. probably going to retire now. So yeah. big loss. They already lost their center, I believe it was earlier in the year. So Dallas's line is a little shaky, whereas Tennessee's line is pushing people around. They're mauling people. Buffalo's defense should be playing better. I'm not sure what's yeah. going on with them, man. Like, I mean, they look like trash. I like Tennessee's offense, but that, yeah, that was that was not a good showing tonight. Tuesday night. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I had a little funny thing. You said, you said the little Tuesday night football. They should have came up with a new fucking song just for today. A new song. Dude. They should have had a new song for today. What were they thinking, man? Man, they should have called me up. I would have busted something out for them. A little acoustic oh, jam. Doom, 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 doom. Mark, you, I, I think Tuesday you, night. Yeah, I think actually, Mark, you should take some time and make a little ditty and put it at the end of this sucker. Tuesday's gone with the wind, man. We might end up with another Tuesday one, so you might want to just <laughs> That's have true. It. <laughs> just have an <laughs> intro song for Tuesday Night Football. I like that. Right? <laughs> uh, and on the Buffalo side, Brad, you know, Josh Allen, he, he came back down to earth a little bit in this game. Wasn't his best effort. So 
But still a lot to like there. And uh, Devin Singletary appears he has that backfield uh, locked down. TJ Yeldon did get some work, but it seems they're trusting Singletary this year. Yeah, I think Tennessee defense, which I kind of thought they'd be playing a lot better than they had been playing, really came and played well. So I think it's not necessarily like Josh Allen came back down to earth. I think Tennessee grabbed him well. and brought him down to yeah, earth. Yeah, no doubt. So I think it was – I mean, he still had a – you know, he came through at the end. He made throws, but, I mean, Tennessee was really good. You could tell that Tennessee was a little ticked off about having to take the last two weeks off and all the other protocol garbage they've had to to go through, and uh, I think they took it out on the Bills tonight for sure, man. Yeah, Mark, do you know how many yards Singletary had rushing this game? No, I didn't catch that. 25 yards. Oh, okay. And 11 carries. Uh, not the best effort, but he is getting the ball quite a bit. Uh, you know, maybe when Zach Moss is fully healthy, he starts – getting in there as well the rook i'm telling you allen's their best runner so exactly he's when he runs the ball that's when they win so that's who they truly trust at the goal line is josh allen (laughs) he had four rushes for 18 yards which i think he's probably averaging about 50 yards a game so i'm telling you the tennessee just bottled them up really nicely right on guys we got a quick hitters on some games and then rich i think you got a, a little uh trade talk for us before we close it on out man so uh let's dive into this rams at uh washington football team game the rams i think they're four and one right now is that right so this team is off to a hot start man and washington uh still kind of struggling but it's good to see alex smith emerging after uh that horrible leg injury that he suffered man. yeah it was nostalgic I think Brad was happy to see him in the game, right, Brad? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was nostalgic. You're just like, it was a nice, good feeling, you know, like yeah. the guy worked so hard, you know, you saw his family in the crowd, you know, obviously there's tears. I mean, that's a lot of hard work he put in just to come back and play. I mean, he's he's got a lot of money. He doesn't need to come back and play. That's true. Well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll say real quick. I did think, yeah, it was great. I, I was glad to see Alex Smith get out there again. But on the value production side of the scale, we'll talk about that after that. Um, it was terrible. I was scared. Nostalgic. I, I was scared for the man's leg because I don't know if you saw it. Like Aaron Donald literally just hopped on his back and shit. Oh, like it was, man. it was scary shit. Like and, and they were in the backfield all day. It was, it was crazy, yeah. man. Like so, like I, he wasn't ready. It wasn't time for him yet. Like Alex Smith, I think they do want to get to where they're starting Alex Smith. They're, they weren't thinking that through to, to have him as the backup because he was not ready for that. Uh, it was raining everywhere. It was raining cats and dogs. So, like, this was this was terrible. I, I My note on this game, the one little quick hitter I was kind of hitting at was they were negative six yards in the second half for offense. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't ready, man. So that, that, that stunk as a, as a McLaurin owner. Cause I was, I was hoping to have Kyle Allen out there um, for the game and let him kind of take the reins and he would have been suitable. I, I thought he was kind of getting into a rhythm and, and finding his rhythm in this game. And then him going down changed the whole course of the game and, and a very scary outlook there. Um, the one thing I did want to say is like, I don't know, Brad, you were talking about Cam Akers too, uh, maybe as a yeah. pickup, but um I'll just say, man, I I don't know about all these Los Angeles weapons. Uh, Mm. If you look at all of their, like, levels, okay, let's talk receivers. They've got four. Uh, Let's talk tight ends. They've got two that they like to utilize. Let's talk running backs. They've got three that they like to utilize. I think they like having that diversity. 
to have to have different guys out there and utilize them in different ways. I think Goff likes that too. I think he likes spreading the ball around like that. I think he does, and so that worries me a little bit about like a, a like a, a Cam Akers project. Like, yeah, he could take over that backfield. Let's see it happen. Oh, he will. He will. He looks good, no doubt. But yeah. um, I'm just saying, beware that. I think this offense likes to spread it around. Like, you know, I was interested in Tyler Higby coming into the year. I, I kind of take take a, a wrong turn on that one. That was wrong because you'll you'll see like Gerald Everett had a great game in this game. Yeah, uh, and they're moving the ball around. They they shift the ball around. Don't uh, and look out for back half of the season for Van Jefferson, a rookie wide receiver. Another one. Yeah, another one. Yes, we have another rookie wide receiver to take a look Crazy at. Man. Yes, back half of the season. I think he's kind of a little project guy too, but. You know what's funny? There are some teams out there that literally are looking for a wide receiver to trade for a wide receiver. Yeah. Everybody has fucking five. Wow. And then there's a couple teams out there that are like, wait, wide receivers? This kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about. It's it's about wide receivers. Uh, so what I was going to say is, man, I, we've always been talking about depth, 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 right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot yep. of depth. Okay, so I could I could list off a ton of names. There's guys on the free wire. Like we didn't even get through a lot of waiver stuff that I had noted here. But like, let me just list off some names real quick. This goes to my point real quick. So I've got we didn't talk about T Higgins, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis. Preston Williams. These are all like suitable wide receivers that I could say on a given week. Okay, I could start that guy. Like, you, you, yeah. you, okay, yeah, I could start him. And I could see a matchup and see that he can start. But what I think the real delineation comes where, okay, so we say that there's depth all day, right? Whereas other positions aren't as deep, let's say. Let's say we, mm-hmm. we know running backs aren't as deep. But where wide receiver is not deep is wide receivers I trust. Every single every week. week. Yes. Every single week. I don't touch him. He stays in my lineup. He's the guy. And I understand what his production is going to be. And I'm going to get that production. There's not that many guys. And I'd like us, I'd like to, uh, us to kind of run through who those guys are real quick, just on wide receivers and talk about it. Just because I want to, I want to show that delineation because when we're talking like, in like mm-hmm. the trade market almost really too. I'm talking like, you know, everybody says, yeah, I've got wide receiver. I got wide receiver because we do. Everybody pretty much has wide receiver, yeah. but do you have the wide receivers you trust? Like you, Mark, I would say you have Mike Evans who yeah. really like his numbers haven't been great overall, mm-hmm. but he's been getting them touchdowns and he's performing and only could really go up from here. Right. Yeah. I'd say that each of us has one of those guys. That, that you can trust. And yeah, yeah, and Brad, all three own, <laughs> we all roster one of those yeah. guys. And, yeah. and, and it's DK. Evans and D-Hop. Evans and D-Hop. Those guys yeah. are are dependable. Okay, and then who, who else? Where else would we go? Brad, are you pulling it up for us? Uh, I was wondering. I think A.J. Brown is going to get in there too. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's hold off on that. The little fan favorite. Yeah. But even like someone like Tyreek Hill, I don't trust. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, no, I, he no, can, I think, he can burn people, but no, I think I think Tyreek Hill goes. I think he's yeah, I think he's on that list. He's on that list. That would be my opinion. I think we can keep going. I think there's still a couple names that might still be on there. Like they'll be debatable. Like T Y Hilton. T Y is T Y on there? T Y ain't gonna make it. I'm sorry. He didn't, I don't think he cracks the top fifty wide receivers right now. Yeah, <laughs> I say I'm dealing. Dealing's close, man. He's close. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if he like he he borders on it, but I don't know if he's like all the way up there. But he is he's in the he's he's a number one wide receiver. I'll tell you one guy that I thought might be on there this year is Marquise Brown, and he is nowhere near that list. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's been tougher. And he's he's so he's so small. He is a really small guy. Like even though he packed on the pounds this offseason, he still plays small out there a little bit. So um they have to have that that running game oh. offense to break him free. Devontae Adams when healthy. There he is. That's who it is. That's the other name. I think when when he's healthy and that's got to happen. <laughs> that still has to happen. Got to get him out there on the field. But Devontae Adams would be the other name that I would think would be yeah. that, that qualification. One more guy that I'd throw on the borderline is Ridley, just the way he started the year. And uh, Julio Jones. I was thinking that. That's kind of yeah. with Thielen. That's like a – I put him under Thielen. Yeah. So right on the border. I, yeah. Yeah, I think I, – I don't know. Maybe I'm just – we'll see how time tells, but, like, I don't necessarily like what's going on there. So, like, I've mm-hmm. kind of downgraded what I, what I see in there in that offense and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they're only scoring 20 points a game, like I said earlier, so that kind of scares me on that offense. Ridley is a really nice receiver. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's killing it. He's making those toe touches at the sideline and making all mm-hmm. the catches. He's really good. No doubt, but I undervalue that whole Atlanta offense just a little bit more because I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, a lot of turmoil. Yeah. 0-5 and and, uh, GM and the coach. Bye-bye. See ya. Astas. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, I'll put it out there. Like, I kind of did put D-Hop on the market a little bit this week. Mm -hmm. I sprinkled it out there. Sprinkle with a dash or just sprinkle? No, no dash, no dash with D Hop. That would, that'd be absolutely crazy. I'd have to get so much value coming back. Yeah, we didn't get into that in that game either. Dash, uh, I'll tell you as as the guy who rosters him, I'm looking forward to the back half of the season because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of like, touchdown regression in the or touchdown positive regression, getting many more touchdowns in the back half of the season because he's had he's had some bad luck in that capacity. He's had a couple called back on him and a couple big plays called back on him on some holding calls. So yeah. He, he's tearing it up. I mean people who watch film will see and be like, yeah, it's really, really nice when they run the offense through that guy. So he'll he'll tear it up. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. But no, D Hop, uh, I I put him out there a little bit and you know it's just I think everybody has that mindset. Oh I have receivers. I have receivers. I have receivers. Where I was like, I'm thinking, well, like you ain't got one like D Hobbs. Let's put it that way. Like I don't th- like. There's few owners that really do in our league that that have really the top tier guys that just really separate themselves. So when I put them out there, I was more thinking like, no, like I, I want to have a respectable running back coming back, and then yes, I will do more of a choosing at my wide receiver position but you know but d hop you know i mean that's that's the mentality out there is i have wide receivers i have wide receivers so why would i do that well i get that i get that but you know it's also i do feel i do feel pretty comfortable myself always knowing that i'm pretty much (laughs) i don't have to think about that there's not a there's not a consideration for me there's not a consideration for you really mark like mike evans rolls out like if he's playing and he's hopping around on one foot, whether or not if he's if he's starting the game, man, he's in my lineup, no doubt. He's out there, yeah. Well, for instance, Rich, if you're trying to trade with the like Turtle who uh, owns Ty Lockett, you know, after it. week three, you know he had 28 points in week three, 12.7 in week two, and 9.2 in week one. So you're like, mm-hmm. dude, I have a wide receiver, and then he goes and gets you 3.9, 4.4 back yeah. to life. 
back to reality. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes Rabbit. Bam. But anyway, D-Hop's off the market. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> uh, I was just going to see if you would do like Gurley and T.Y. straight up for uh, D-Hop, man. T.Y.'s your boy now, ain't he, Rich? Come on. Ooh. That's the type of deal I'm looking for, but not those two guys. <laughs> not that deal. <laughs> not that deal. <laughs> Maybe a little... A little less risk factor on the other side. Okay. Well, hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll get that uh, kickstarted for you, man, and the offers will start pouring in. I appreciate you throwing that out there, though. That was, <laughs> that was good. That's that's what it's all about. Let's have some talks, man. Yeah, it's let's get it let's get it rolling. That that was not bad. I mean, if I could trust Gurley, if it was if his name wasn't Todd Gurley and it was a different guy getting that production, I might consider it. That uh, to be honest with you. Like, if, if it wasn't Todd Gurley, no offense. I know the risk factors involved with Todd Gurley, so I, I wouldn't want to take that on sending. that's I wouldn't send away surefire for not, like, something that I feel is really nice. Well, what about Gurley and Galladay? Little risky. No risk it, no biscuit, man. Gurley and Galladay for D-Hop. <laughs> oh. uh, I about... mean, there's always got to be a counter in every trade. That's true. We can work it out. <laughs> They'll throw in Brian Hill too, just to sure up the backfield. Oh no, he wouldn't. Well, that might be one Watson suggests. One of those three for ones. Those don't, are classic. Yeah, don't speak for Mark. I heard you guys talking about that man about the uh, the Watson trade assistant. That what guy. a joke. That guy. He's a funny gay. Yeah. Here, let me give you three players. You give me one or See, four players for one. Let's let's check in with Watson. We might as well real quick, and then we'll get the fuck out of here, right? Oh, I had a couple guys on uh, waivers that I didn't we didn't get to at tight ends. Remember, remember Darren Fells, Mark? No, uh, how could I forget? I wish I would have started him this week. Honestly, Darren, Fels. I saw him there before I uh, scooped up old Greg Olson. Got me two oh. whole points, and then Dizzle Dree. Drizzly D. If the fans don't remember, we coined Will Disley Drizzle D when Brad struggled for what seemed like, you know, the better part of five minutes to say Disley. And it came out Drizzle D. I like Drizzle D. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's actually better, man. I like all And then that. good news uh, on the tight end side of the ball. Tyler Eifert just suffered a stinger and will not miss any time. Oh, that's a For all the people wanting <laughs> Tyler Eifert, that is very good news. I'm big on that guy. Man. I know you like him. You're that what? Let's see how many percentage of people own him. Probably not many. What, what do you, how many well, people Darren, do you think oh, own him? That's, before this week, Darren Fells was at like 1%. So he'll Who are we talking that. about? Eifert? Eifert. Percent own. You guys both guess. Quick. Point seven. Uh three point five. Holy shit, Mark, you're like a guru. It is three point <laughs> eight. Wow. He does love him. Wow. Three point eight percent. He's seen it. Uh he's seen it. Yeah. Seen it. I'm up to four percent. I was trying to. Why didn't it's I? Clicked up a little since the last time he looked. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this Eifert guy? Maybe maybe I'll pick him up. I don't know. He's just <laughs> yeah. sitting out there, right? He could be on my roster. No, uh, tight ends. I gave you Fells, a couple different guys. Brate is still sitting out there for some people. I think his production. Oh, I think his production will click up once he gets in rhythm. Took it took OJ Howard a couple weeks, so check out Brate. Maybe a couple weeks. He's he's a better receiver than Gronk right now. I will say this about Fells though: we described him perfectly. He either catches a touchdown and has a great game, or he's nothing. Mark, how many receptions do you think Darren Fells has through five games? Uh, I'll guess 
Eight catches and three touchdowns. Eight catches and two touchdowns. Motherfucker, where are you coming from? Goddamn Rain Man over here. Eight catches in five games. That's not great. This is easy to deduce. He had Noah Fant go down last week, so he looked at a lot of tight ends last week. I studied up, and I came up with the wrong solution. (laughs) Hey, man, it happens. I don't know if you guys saw. All that studying got me nowhere. I don't know if you guys saw. You see what I called myself today as my little moniker here on our our squadcast? The overthinker? The overthinker, yeah. Because I thought myself out of two freaking wins the last two weeks. So Mm. I sometimes sometimes I overanalyze. And then I come to these decisions and I fuck myself over. I think a lot of guys do that, man. It's kind of that fantasy conundrum because you get a gut feeling and you plug a guy into your lineup and then you're like, "Uh, should I trust my gut? It's tough, man. Yeah. Well, speaking of overthinkers and trade markets, I have Madison. So I picked him up last week and I've seen here wrestling my thumb like, okay, Sarap obviously wants him. He's got Dalvin Cook. What can I get for him? What value can I get? Because he obviously wants him, especially, obviously people don't know this, but that's his only real major running back it's like if Gurley went down for you mark that's you don't really have money options after that and then i thought about it sarap's really good team he just locked the number one quarterback for him and the number one running back he's hurting his team and i have nick chubb sitting on my ir waiting six weeks for him to come back so i just got this wonderful piece to fill this gaping void of a hole in my heart that nick chubb has and so now i have that void filled for at least two maybe three weeks I'm just going to keep that void. It feels nice and warm. So I feel more secure. So I actually, I decided not to overthink it and just do nothing. Well, that's good. And I mean, you're probably feeling a little burned from the uh, blockbuster you pulled off earlier, Brad, with Chubb going down like that. So, And then you see the Ravens defense explode for 27 points on Sunday. Kaboom. It's not as much of a burn as you might think. I mean, Nick Chubb obviously going down. Like, you know, obviously you trade for anyone and he gets hurt. That's a no-brainer. Next week. But I will get him back in six weeks. If it was a season-ending, 100%, yes. But I will get him back. I can live without him for six weeks. And when I get him back, I'm going to have some backs. You know, you, you gotta have you got to have the ability and the and the depth to get through something like that. That's that's um, kind of a lesson learned there. Like is like, hey, like even with pulling trades, you have to be able to like still like kind of like keep at it and plug back in. If you're gonna if you're gonna scrunch away some of that depth, you still have to churn and get depth back and find it. Yeah. Since then, I've picked up Anthony Miller, Justin Jefferson, Madison, and Acres. So I need like two, maybe one of those guys to fully pop. And I'm yeah. back in it. I got my production back. So if, yes, I gave up some, besides the defense, I can't get that production back. That's the only thing. But I am sitting on Pittsburgh, so. Pittsburgh will have great days. Yeah. Sweet. We talked. <laughs> we talked. We chatted quite a bit. And we didn't even get to these last two games. Organically forgot about them. Organically. Whoops. Fucking see you later. And <laughs> hopefully we'll talk about you on Friday. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. Well, we got no Thursday night preview because there is no Thursday night game. And yeah, just for all the fantasy managers and the commissions out there, Rich, you helped me out this week, you know, with just trying to adjust to all these uh, uh, COVID delays and postponements and how much it kind of is wrecking this whole schedule, you know. So just stick with it, guys. Uh, we'll be here to guide you through it. And I appreciate that, Rish. I believe I deputized you, Deputy Commish. How's it feel, man? It was an honor. It was an honor, sir. Uh, <laughs> and a privilege. <laughs> I thought he was always assistant commissioner to the commissioner. Yeah, assistant to the assistant. 
<laughs> assistant to the regional commission. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we try to keep ahead of stuff and with these, like, Tuesday games and if COVID stuff is coming up. But I, I really, hopefully, I'm really hoping that this whole yeah. Tennessee thing is, like, the time with the Marlins and it all cracks down, baseball thing, it's the same thing. Everybody cracks down, everybody gets the gist, like, hey, it really can't happen for us anymore. It fucks things yeah. way too much up. I don't know if you noticed, but all the schedule shifts are like wild. We shifted about eight games. I was supposed to have, um, yeah, I was supposed to have the Chargers with a juicy matchup next week. They're actually on a bye mm-hmm. they're, for my defense, and they're on a bye next week. So now I have Tampa Bay up against yeah. Green Bay. I'm going. Oh. It's like <laughs> at the start of the season, you're like planning out your bye weeks, and you're like, okay, I got this. It's cover and everything, and it's all just getting shuffled, man everybody's got to stick, you know, just stay on top of it. And it's just, it's a little frustrating because the NFL probably should have made a little more flexibility with their schedule. You know, they probably should have, you know, kind of seen this coming, I guess you could say. Probably should have put a buffer week in there, maybe two, maybe two buffer weeks or something like, so it's just like pickup games where it's like, okay, everybody else who was healthy and didn't get affected, like you guys are off for a week and then everybody, we fill in four games here. Let's fill in our games and go. Or if we need, we need six games, however it works out. But I don't know. They Hopefully, like I said, like hopefully they just crack down and it's, it's, it's done for. We don't do any more of this. Bullshit. That's it, man. Yeah. It's fingers crossed at this point because yeah. I mean, one or two more outbreaks, they don't, they don't have anywhere to go with this schedule with these teams. And by week, we could get to a point where teams are given multiple bye weeks yeah. and then, you know, it's like, where do you go from there? So, Hey, fingers crossed, man, that it all works out. Like I said, it kind of feels like the NFL schedule makers had their fingers crossed uh, earlier this year too and weren't quite uh, being proactive with it. But, hey, man, we'll grind through it. <laughs> Figure it out. And, uh, yeah, to all the listeners out there, uh, hey, make sure to check us out on social media. We got uh, Instagram. Brad put a pretty awesome story on there uh, before we popped on tonight. So you guys are going to want to check that out. and. Uh, we're also on Facebook and all the pod platforms. So uh, y'all know the deal. Smoke them if you got them. Tell your people. Tell your friends. And uh, catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Lately. Yeah, look him up, liar face.